You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Y'all should know who I am, know what I'm about at this point. So it's not about, you know, when, when, you're, a, when you're a player like me, mentally, it's... My benchmark is not wins and losses, it's greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the, uh, an influence on the game. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. You should know exactly who Devontae Adams is. Devontae Adams is that alpha dog. There's a reason that Dave Ziegler and company went and made a move to bring him in to the Raiders organization so he can be that alpha dog. And all Devontae is asking is let me be him. And Devontae is him. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And, of course, it's being brought to you today by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. My folks, Mordecai and company, will tell you a lot more about them later on in the show. And we know Devontae is him, but who is the quarterback? Who is him? Who's going to be the quarterback taking on the Bears come Sunday as that game kicks off at 10 a.m. Pacific time? You can hear it right here on Raider Nation Radio 920 as we know officially that Jimmy Garoppolo has been ruled out. And please believe we'll get to that coming up in the show. We'll get into that really in the opening drive. But before we do any of that, I want to let you know the guests that we have coming up on the show. Very excited about the guests. I'm normally very excited and fired up about the guests. But today, especially our first guest that we're having, uh, I'm super excited and pumped up about because of the time of year it is. If you look at the calendar, it's October 19th, and October 31st is the trade deadline. So we've had conversations here on the show about the trade deadline and if the Raiders are going to you know, make a move or not, if they should make a move, you know, what position should it be and why. We've done all that good stuff. We've got Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN, former GM of the New York Jets. Mike T is what we like to call him. He's going to join the show at 2.30. And there was a point in time when the trade deadline for the NFL was dead, right? There, it was just there because it was there. Like, it was something that had to be there. There had to be an official date, but it didn't matter because nobody made any kind of moves. And it's been a handful of years now, and all of a sudden the trade deadline has been so, become something that's fun to watch and monitor and see what teams make what kind of moves in the NFL. So we're going to talk to Mike T at 2.30. We'll talk to him about the shift, why things have changed now from when they were, you know, like I said, back back a, a handful of years ago when no movement was ever made. Uh, as a former GM, what kind of value is he looking for? Like, what is like? I would love to have Dave Ziegler on the show and just say, hey, I, I'm not asking you to, to tell me if you're making a move or not, but what are you looking for when you're scouring across the league, when you're looking at all these teams, what intrigues you? As uh, you know, a guy that may be looking for talent to bring into your organization, what you know is there certain criteria that you're looking for? So that's what we'll talk to Mike T about: is the criteria, uh, you know, what what is good value if you're a GM, and that makes you want to make a decision to go out and make a trade. We'll do all that with Mike T coming up at two thirty, and then uh, ask him if there's a couple teams that he's looking at right now. I'm sure that you know the Denver Broncos are a team that's going to be moving some uh, some players out. We've already talked about it. We've already seen it. We've already seen some players be moved out from Denver. You know, and, and shocking, the Kansas City Chiefs are, are, are aggressive right now. They went and made a trade for McCole Hardman, bringing him back, getting another weapon to add to that offense. But they got Frank Clark in town today. He was released from the Denver Broncos. Now Frank Clark is in town in Kansas City taking a physical. So it looks like they're probably going to re-sign him back to their, their defense because they know what they have in front of them. So, you know, that's a team that, you know, has, a, has plans to, to get to the playoffs and make a deep run. You know, what was the team that's kind of middle of the pack like the Silver and Black are right now? You know, what, 
what would intrigue them to go and make a move? And there is, is there a move out there that would be intriguing for, again, a team that's 3-3 three and three and not an upper echelon team in the league, but kind of middle of the pack with the rest of the league. So, again, a lot of different things, a lot of different directions will go with Mike T from ESPN coming up at 2.30. Really looking forward to that conversation. Coming up at 3 o'clock, we were supposed to have Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports on yesterday's show. She was a little bit under the weather, so she wasn't able to go. But when the Las Vegas Aces win a championship, when the Las Vegas Aces go back to back, when the Las Vegas Aces do something that nobody in the WNBA has done in 21 years, when the Las Vegas Aces are shorthanded and have one of their best players, if not their best player, one of their best players, I'll say, Chelsea Gray out, and they still find a way to win by one point and win the title, yeah, Paloma's feeling okay. So she's going to join us at 3 o'clock. She's going to talk to us about the Aces and everything that I just mentioned, winning another championship. Super exciting game last night. Man, I was on the edge of my seat watching that game. So much fun to monitor. And it's funny, I told this story to Ari earlier at the radio station that I was preparing for my show on ESPN while the game was getting wrapped up, and it was something that we were going to talk about as soon as the show started. So because ESPN is ESPN, they have, like, the back channel to all these games. So when you're watching a game on TV, so if I'm, on, if I'm watching a game from Studio Q and I'm watching on TV like I was last night with the Aces, I'm about a minute a whole minute, 60 seconds behind the guys in Bristol, what they're watching in ESPN. So I'm on, I'm on with them. They're all monitoring the game. I'm monitoring the game. And you'll hear them say, oh, whoa, that was – and then I'm like, wait, what happened? And then I'm trying to tell them, well, don't tell me. And they're like, all right, we're trying to hold it in. But I'm 60 seconds behind. So it's not like I'm two seconds. It's not like I'm – that, and I'm not streaming anything. This is just straight cable, but they got the back channel because, well, they're broadcasting and they're ESPN, so they're seeing it super early. I literally had to disconnect my uh, my unit here at Studio Q, and I was like, you know what? I'll sign back on. We can plan the show after the game's over because I, I, can't, I can't do this. Hearing them react and then whatever they're reacting to, I react to 60 seconds later. I couldn't do it. So uh, it was a hell of a game, exciting, super happy for the Aces to come away with uh, another championship back-to-back. Uh, Shout-out to Mark Davis. Went out and hired the best coach there was uh, to, for this organization at Becky Hammond. Uh, she took him over the, over the top immediately and did it again, even shorthanded. And now you're starting to see other teams in the WNBA go out there and make moves with NBA coaches or coaches from, are on NBA staffs as uh, Phoenix Mercury just went out and hired an assistant coach from the Orlando Magic because, well, why not? You know, it's a copycat league, just like the NFL. So, uh, anyway, all things aces with Paloma Villacana. She'll join us at 3 o'clock. Then we'll go back to the Raiders at 3.30 with Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, of course, he joins us each and every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, he joined us. We kind of recapped the game that we saw on Sunday against the Patriots. On Today, what we'll do is we'll talk and we'll look forward to the Chicago Bears. So, Lincoln will join us coming up at 3.30. Vinny Bonsignor, who's over at the Raiders practice right now, he's the one who tweeted out first that Jimmy Garoppolo has been ruled out for Sunday. He'll join us at 4 o'clock. We'll probably get some locker room sound from him as well, like he did yesterday. Sent us over a handful of players. That was really cool. But Vinny will join us at 4 o'clock when locker room is all said and done and, uh, you know, everything is a wrap and he's done with his uh, responsibilities there over at the Raiders practice facility. Then uh, he'll join us to kind of give us a recap and what to look forward to. Vinny joins us each and every Thursday. Usually it's at 2.30, but when they shift the time to the locker room, we have to uh, also shift the time that he's on the show. So he'll join us at 4 o'clock. So as you can tell, We've got a loaded show for you. Mike T., Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN, former Jets GM, will join us at 2.30. Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports at 3. Lincoln Kennedy at 3.30. And Vinny Bonsignor 
at 4 o'clock. We've also got a couple requests out to the Aces, so we may get a player or two throughout the course of the show as well. So what I like to do is keep my head on a swivel. That's what we're going to do. We're going to keep our head on the swivel and see what happens. So that's the plan right now. <laughs> the plan, I always put an asterisk next to it. The plan is always subject to change, and uh, I hold the right to go ahead and uh, change that plan uh, as, as, it's, you know, as we see fit for this show. So there you go. That's our guest lineup for you uh, coming up today. Very excited about that opportunity. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. And it's real simple today. I mean, real simple. Now that Jimmy G has been officially ruled out again, Vinny Bonsignor tweeted it out a few hours ago that he's been ruled out, and now everybody and their mother has tweeted it out as well, from Adam Schefter to Ian Rappaport to obviously everyone here locally as well. So we know. We know that it's a backup. It is a backup that's going to be under center for the Raiders on Sunday. It could be Brian Hoyer. It could be Aiden O'Connell. I don't know. Vinny doesn't know. I mean, we'll ask him at 4 o'clock when he joins the show. Maybe he does have an idea. We'll get his thoughts. Nobody knows, as far as I'm concerned, who's going to be. I mean, the guy who's, who probably knows is Josh McDaniels. <laughs> and, the, and whoever that quarterback's going to be probably knows as well. But I'm just going to make it real simple. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the week when we knew there was a possibility that Jimmy could be out. But today what I want you to do is I want you to state your case. State your case for what? State your case for who should start and why. Just that simple. Let me know. If you believe Aiden O'Connell should start, tell me why. If you believe that Brian Hoyer should start, tell me why. It's real simple. State your case. That's all you got to do. I've rolled it out there many times, what I believe. With the Raiders sitting there at 3-3, three and three, and in this game, very winnable. Like, you can't go in there and just think that you can, you know, walk into a victory. But I think it's a very winnable game. For the Raiders on Sunday against the Bears, I think it's the game they should win. I think that they should start out with the guy that, you know, has the most experience, a guy that you can go in there and you know exactly what he could do, right? Is he going to wow you? No, not at all. But I think that Brian Hoyer would go in there, be the best guy for the job just to go ahead and get it done, right? You could put Aiden O'Connell out there and, and, and hope that, you know, he starts out good, and then if he doesn't, maybe uh, turn to Brian Hoyer a little bit later. But at that point, do you want to take the chance of maybe being down 10 points already? Or maybe even being, I mean, who knows, maybe being down 14 points. I mean, things could happen. Aiden O'Connell could throw a pick. He could throw a pick six. Also, you look up, and it's like 14 nothing. It's like, oh, here you go, Brian Hoyer. I'll tell you what, I don't think there's a quarterback on the roster right now that if you get down 14 nothing or 17 nothing, is going to make some fast and furious comeback. I say that because I haven't seen it yet. And that's even with the start of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I don't even see him making a big comeback, right? If he was, if he was in there and the Raiders were down 14, 17 points, I'd think, yeah, it's a wrap. I mean, just that simple. Now, I'm not saying he can't do it, but this team right now, in my opinion, is not built to be that team that can all of a sudden fire, fire up real quick and come from behind. They, they still got to figure out how to execute at a high level, especially when they get into the red zone. So that's why I don't think you take it the chance. Now, Hoyer could get picked, too. I get it. Hoyer could fumble, too. But I'd rather take my chances with a guy that's been there, done that, as opposed to a guy that's still trying to get his feet wet, still trying to dip his toes into the water. Right? I mean, I'd rather a guy that's been swimming laps. He ain't Michael Phelps, but he's experienced. That's, that, that's, that's me. So that's my case for Brian Hoyer. But like I said, state your case. 702-365-9200, the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. We'll start things off with my guy, Raider Reggie. Raider Reg, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Dude, dude, you asked a very intriguing question. That it's that's like, what I do. I want to hit, <laughs> hit it up, but I got a, a, a SOS to send out, bro. 
Remember okay. last week I told you we were going to be doing a commercial shoot out here and I needed the local Raider fans? Yep. Well, we had four ready to go or said they would be here, but they weren't able to make it. And I'm out here by myself at the Parkway Tavern looking for some Raider fans to show up. They could be put in this commercial, man. It's going to be something dope. So put put the SOS Like right out, now? Put the bat. <laughs> right now, right now. They like 2-12 in the five. afternoon on a Thursday? You all said <laughs> hey, you want everyone to flood hey, the Parkway hey, Tavern? Gotta do it. You got to do it. When you throw up the bat signal, that's what happens, man. <laughs> man, Lord but Jesus. anyway, my, my, my name on that, uh, my, my thoughts on that question you got, I say, and you convince me, we got to go with Hoyer. Be safe with that because you don't want the rookie to come in and something go bad and it start to work to where everything he does is wrong. And like you said, if you're down 14 points, then what? I would much prefer go ahead and be safe. Get Hoyer out there. He looked like he could operate in this in this system. He, he did some good things last week. So get him out here and, and see what he could do. If we get a good lead and you want to be the end of the game, you put uh, Aiden in, great. Right. I don't want to take that chance to have not only come out bad and start losing, but at the same time the effects it would have on the rookie. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Raider Nation stand up. I know it's last minute, but that's what happens. Hey, before before I let you go, before I let you go, what Parkway Tavern are you at? Because there's kind of a few of them. I'm here off St. Rose. I'm looking at the M. I'm oh, okay. Right okay. The M Resort. All right. There you go. Over I'll by the over by the address. M Resort. All right. I'll shoot you the address. <laughs> All right. I got you. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. There he goes. That's Raider Reggie right there. My man said at two twelve in the afternoon, he's looking for Raider Nation to show up to Parkway Tavern. Well, you know what? I bet you. I bet you Vice Raider will make his way over there. I bet you my man Vegas Jess, if he ain't working, uh, or even if he is working, he'll make his way over there. Um, Jason might be able to make his way. He's he's slippery, right? He's one of those guys that can slide out of there sometimes. So I'm sure that there's some members of Raider Nation that will make their way over to that Parkway Tavern, show Raider Reggie a little bit of love. But uh, thanks for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. Uh, got a couple texts that we'll get to at 69187, keyword R&R, like this one from Josh from the 619. I say we got to start Aiden. Like it's been said before, Warrior is kind of a guy you put in if Jimmy G goes down mid-game. Now that we have some time to get some game planning going, Aiden should get the start because I don't see Hoyer being able to put up points for four quarters. Maybe one or two. We know what he's made of. He's not a full-game quarterback. There you go. Josh from the 619, he's got his vote in for Aiden O'Connell, and he explained why, and uh, that, that could be a strong possibility, right? That's something that, that uh, Coach McDaniels has re- alluded to before, so that's a very strong possibility. Again, I'm letting you state your case. I don't even need to rebuttal. I'm just letting you state your case on who you think should get the start. And why? Let's go back out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Passionate Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind, dude? What's up, Q, man? Hey, you know, I said it the other day, man. I, I think if, if, if we're trying to stay competitive this year and we're, we're still fighting for every game, we got to roll with Hoyer right now. I mean, it's just Hoyer looked a lot more comfortable coming in at halftime than, than, than the rookie did. It's just common sense, man. But but I get it. If you're if you're McDaniel's man and that's who you picked and you had faith in your draft pick, which you should have, then he should have no problem rolling out Aiden O'Connell and having Hoyer as the backup. But we don't. We it, Josh has us all so sketchy. We don't know, man. And you know, Q, I hollered the other day, man. You know, this is a team, man. We're playing all for the shield, man. We all gotta be in one accord, man. And 
I don't know what's going to happen, what we got to do, but, man, we got to stay as one and play as one. Wins, wins in the NFL is a win in the NFL, man. If, if, if you're the only one eating and no one else can, I mean, you know, I look at it, Q, as it's just kind of an uncomfortable situation. Now everyone's going to get catches and go back to the huddle and, oh, shit, nah, my thing look No, man, we go out as one. We Yeah, you got to keep it clean, brother. It's the radio, man. It's the radio. Got to keep it clean. Come on, man. We gotta uh, use our, our 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 language that we'd use when we talk to our parents, or at least our mama. We might get a little reckless when we talk to our daddy, but when you talk to your mama, man, you gotta you gotta keep it clean. All right, who's up next? Who's up next? Allen in Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Let's keep it clean. Hey, what's up, Q? Listen, I know O'Connor went to Purdue. He's an Illinois boy. I know he wants to start in Chicago, mm. but you, you gotta give it to Hoyer because on Sunday he did not lose the game. He did not just game manage. He actually played well. He audible pretty well on the play to Trey. He did his assignment. He got the ball deep, and we know he could throw it deep. He got to give it to Hoyer. There you go. Allen in Vegas, thanks for the call. I appreciate you. I agree. I agree 100%. Again, I'll state in my case already for Hoyer. Uh, you know, if he had gone in there on Sunday and looked terrible, then I would say, yeah, you got to get someone else. Uh, you got to get someone else trained up. But uh, you know, and obviously that'd be Aiden O'Connell. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you for every reason that you just mentioned. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, how about we get one more call in? Shields up. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? How's it going, Q? Oh, fantastic, man. Fantastic. All right, all right. I'm with my other two Raider Nation brothers, man. Hoyer is just gets to start. He's got the experience. He can read defenses. O'Connell's got a ton of talent, but it's not his time. And if I remember correctly, as a starter, Hoyer went with Cleveland with a 7-6 and six record that year. I don't know what happened after that, but I think he's, he's going to take care of it. But the thing is this. With this, it's not going to be about the quarterback. This is the breakout game for Jacobs. This is when Jacobs breaks out 130 yards, shields up, the win, let's go. Nice. I like it. I like it. Hey, you know what? The Chicago Bears, they have a pretty good run defense, but it doesn't really matter, right? When J.J. gets rolling, he gets rolling. So uh, I feel like he's been working it up, working it up, working, uh, you know, get himself into football shape. I feel like he is definitely there. Really, I think he was there a couple weeks ago when he had that breakout game as far as receiving goes, when he had like eight catches. Was that, was that against Green Bay? or who? I can't remember who that was against. It might have been – I don't remember who it was against. These games start stacking up on me. But uh, anyway, I feel like he's in a good position now where his legs are under him and, and he can go. I would love to see Josh Jacobs break out and have a 100-plus game. That would, that would be awesome, and that would help out whatever quarterback is out there in a major way. But then it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to the big uglies, man. The big uglies up front got to open up some holes. He could do a lot, but – He's going to need the, uh, the the guys on the offensive line to open up them holes and, and really make things happen. So uh, that that's that's going to have to be a, a collaborative effort, and I hope it's there. I hope you're spot on, and it really won't matter at the end of the day who the quarterback is. Uh, got a text from Michael in Kansas City. He said, hey, Q, Hoyer or O'Connell? Nah, if Al was still alive, you know he'd be on the phone right now with old man Vince Evans. Go Raiders, Michael and KC. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> I appreciate the I appreciate the sentiment. I, I remember Vince Evans is that guy who was around forever, but that ain't got nothing to do with this week. <laughs> like I don't I don't know I don't know what I don't know what to say to that one. But I like it. I appreciate the history lesson from uh from my guy right there. He said, "Nah, old man Vince Evans. That's funny, man. I don't even know how old Vince Evans is at this point." But that's, that's a good one. I got a good laugh out of it, so I definitely appreciate you with that. Uh, let's see. We got another text. 
Unless this was say, uh, oh, on my way to New Parkway Tavern in Centennial. All right, well, that's that's not going to do my man Raider Reggie any any good. <laughs> so Raider Reggie's looking for uh, some folks to go to the Parkway Tavern over there by uh, by the M Resort. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he said he just matter of fact he just hit up the text line as well. Yeah, we're at the Parkway Tavern across from the M Resort and Casino. There you go. Um, this one's from the 805, 805 Raider. He says it has to be Hoyer. As good as Aiden O'Connell could be, he's still going to make rookie mistakes that hopefully Hoyer will not. No turnovers, please. That's from 805 Raider. That's where I'm at as well. Glenn in San Jose said, what up, Q and Ari? I still say Brian Hoyer should start since he'll have motivation to beat one of his former teams. And I still feel Aiden's next start should be a home game. The comfort level for him might mentally make things easier. And that's a good point as well, uh, starting on the road. And, you know, that's why a lot of Raider Nation had talked about you know, about him starting in, in L.A. against the Chargers because there's going to be so much so much Raider support there. Well, it's not going to be a whole bunch of Raider support like that in uh, Chicago. There will be definitely support, but not, not like that. You know, Chicago is going to be – there's going to be a lot of Bears fans, right? So um, that might not be a very good environment to get him started on as well. But, again, not my call. Uh, that's why I'm throwing it out there and asking to state your case. What do you think and why? Like, that's it's, – it's easy just to say, oh, O'Connell, or yeah, Hoyer. All right, well, give me the why. Let me know why. Break it down. You know, give, give us your explanation. Raider Nation is as smart as anyone, and I know that you'll have the best answer. So that's why we appreciate the feedback on the show each and every day. 702-365-9200. Hardcore Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q. I uh, want to come out of the gate swinging. I uh, want to give a big shout-out to the Aces and their championship. Yes. And also, you know, just Las Vegas is popping, you know. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, as much as I – it was great to see Mark Davis happy, but it, it honestly, it kind of got me in my feelings a little bit, you know, being a Raider fan as long as I have and seeing, you know, uh, Las Vegas building champions. We've seen the uh, Aces win their second championship. We've seen the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights win a championship. And now here the Raiders are, and I just feel like we're riding on the coattails of previous, uh, you know, past experiences. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I used to, you remember those T-shirts back in the day? It was like Top Dog. Or yeah. dog, it would have like some funny saying. Yeah, I used to have a t. Yeah, I used to have a T-shirt that said, uh, "You're only as good as your last trick," and it was a stupid T-shirt. You know, I got I got older, and I realized like you know what that that motto actually holds with life a lot because it doesn't matter what you did yesterday or the the latest greatest thing that you did previously. Yeah, what matters is what you do do today and what you do tomorrow. Right. So for me, like like I, you know, I want to challenge. I don't want to say call out, but I want to challenge. The Raiders regime that, you know what, everything may be stacked against the Raiders, but we have the role in Las Vegas this year. And you know what, you're only as good as your last trick. So I don't care if McDaniels has won six Super Bowls or who it was with. I care about the Raiders and whatever it takes for us to make the playoffs. And you know what, I'm hungry. I've seen uh, some Las Vegas regimes win championships. I want to have that feeling. And I hope that Coach McDaniels understands the tenacity of what it means to be a Raider. And that he takes this stuff to heart because, you know what, I, I feel like we have a shot. You know, it's not like we don't have – like it's not like we have scrubs on the team. We have Devontae Adams for, you know, uh, crying out loud. Yeah. So, you know, let, let's get this thing, keep moving it forward. I, I felt like this part of the season is when we should start clicking it up a notch. I felt like we would start out slow. But right now is the time. This is game time. This is where this team has to turn this up and have higher expectations. Forget this three- to five-year rebuild stuff. Let's go out, let's get some talent, and let's go all in and figure out whatever it takes to try to get ourselves at least to the dance in the playoffs and have a shot at hopefully a Super Bowl victory because it's in Vegas, it's in our house, and I want that feeling. 
I love it. Hey, great call, man. Great passion behind it. And, yeah, I think all these championships that are being won around the Raiders should be a wake-up call to the Raiders if they didn't already have one. I mean, I, and I think that that's fair, right? You're right. You are only as good as your last, like you said, trick, right? I mean, that's, that's what it is. That, look, the Raiders, when we talk about the greatness of the Raiders, what do we talk about? We talk about the past. What is the motto on the wall there at the facility? The greatness of the Raiders is where? In the future. Okay, the future's here. Right. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There's and there's nothing wrong with saying that. You know, I, I was I'm so happy for Mark Davis winning multiple championships with the Aces. That is awesome. And as happy as he was last night, could you imagine how ecstatic he would be to be able to hoist a Lombardi, have to have Roger Goodell hand him a Lombardi and him look around the rest of the league and the rest of the owners and hoist that thing? Oh, I, I, he would lose his mind. He might spin on his head. Right. I mean, he might also turn into a break dancer for all we know. Right. I mean, that that would be awesome. And I hope I have a I have a big old fancy bottle of tequila downstairs right now at the house. And I told the wife, we ain't opening this thing until the Raiders uh, win a Super Bowl. This is going to be our, our Super Bowl celebration tequila. So that thing might be sitting there for a while. But boy, when we crack that thing, it's going to be good. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Right. Because, look, I want to see it. I know there's a few people that, you know, are around my age that may have been super invested in the last Super Bowl, but that wasn't me. I ain't going to lie to you. I wasn't sitting on the edge of my couch like I was last night watching the Aces, getting all excited, or like I was when the Golden Knights won. I wasn't sitting there. I was probably outside riding my big wheel or riding my bike or something like that, right? Who knows? I was only seven. I couldn't imagine I was doing anything productive. Probably had some snot rolling down my nose and didn't know how to wipe my nose. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I was a kid. Who knows? So, yeah, I would love to see. I would love to see it. And I, I guarantee Mark Davis would as well. And now Vegas is becoming the city of champions. I mean, when I'm watching Sports Center and they're saying the city of champions is Las Vegas, Nevada, that's pretty stinking impressive. That's pretty awesome. No one would have heard of that years ago. And, and when I say years, I mean like six, six or seven years ago. This ain't like this is some long, rich history. So the Raiders have a chance to be part of something. But it's up to them. They've got to go get it done. I would love the, the fact that, that all that, that winning that's going on around them kind of puts a little bit of heat on them. Like, all right, the Knights did it. The Aces have done it twice. Where y'all at? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I like that. 2.26 at the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk to the GM, Mike Tannenbaum, former GM of the Jets, currently with ESPN. I like to call him Mike T. He'll join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padala. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread. Loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Jacobs to the left of Garoppolo, second and ten, shotgun snap. Garoppolo looking over the middle, fires to the end zone, and it's caught! Touchdown Raiders, Jacoby Myers! Eight yards in the back of the end zone, wide open, reached up and brought it down, and the Raiders take a 9-0 lead. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. 
with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Expected to have Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN, former Jets G, uh, GM, joining us right now. He's actually going to push back about 10 minutes or so, so don't worry. We'll get Mike T on to talk all things trade deadline, talk about franchises, what they do in situations like the Raiders are in right now with their starter down, their 3-3 three and three overall record, and you know going to a, a place like Chicago where – it's very easily – not easily, that's the wrong word. It's a good chance that they can get this W if they go in there and handle their business, but they got to go in there and handle their business. What he would you know, kind of do in that type situation and just anything that you would talk to a GM about, that's what we're going to do. Coming up in about 10 to 12 minutes from now, uh, Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN will join the show. So we still have a few minutes for calls and texts at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r Again, I want to throw this disclaimer out there. If you don't hear your text read immediately, it's not because we didn't get it. Now, I will say, Jason in Maryland, for some reason, I don't get his text. I don't know what it is. My computer's like, no, Jason, no, I don't know why. So Ari gets it, and he emails it to me. But for the most part, if you don't get it read immediately, it's just because there's so many, and they continue to stack on top of each other. I threw this disclaimer out there the other day, but Ari gets calls. Hey, you didn't read my text. We're we're trying to. We're trying to get as much in as possible. We apologize if we don't get it. Don't take it personal. It's never personal. Ever. I have people that call and talk bad about me, and I still put them on the show. So I don't care. It's fine. You don't have to agree with me ever. Don't take it personal, please. I try to open up the phone lines and the text lines so you can get your feedback on, but if it doesn't happen immediately, it's not because I'm trying to avoid it or I don't want you to get your voice heard. It's just it's a lot, and I'm trying to get to as many as possible. So with that being said, I'll go ahead and get a couple texts on. Like Rich in Oakland, 69187, keyword R&R. If I was McDaniels, I'd start Aiden. He had not he not even had a chance to breathe his first career start. Seven sacks he had to deal with. Let Aiden get the start, and if he struggles, then you bring in Hoyer. Either way, Aiden or Hoyer should get this W, but let the rookie cook with Mumford at right, right tackle. Very well could be what they do. You know, and the thing that I know Josh McDaniels has said to us right when he had to make the decision before about who was going to be the starting quarterback was that he felt very comfortable with throwing Brian Hoyer in there in a pinch. Like, all of a sudden, relief duty like he had on Sunday. And if he has a week to practice or to, to coach up a, a, a player like Aiden O'Connell, then maybe that's the, you know, that, that'd be the direction he'd be more comfortable with putting him in in that type situation. The only caution I have, small minor caution I have with that theory, is in a game you don't want to get behind. You don't want to see the rookie make too many mistakes. And maybe he won't. Maybe he'll go out there and build off that first game that he played uh, a few weeks back. Maybe, maybe he'll go out there and he won't make those mistakes. He won't hold on to the ball too long. He won't, you know, be indecisive. He won't, you know, the, 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 brights, the lights won't be too bright. Maybe he'll go out there and he'll be flawless, and then it's a, it's a moot point, and you don't have to worry about it. I just don't want to see the Raiders get behind early because they're trying to work the rookie in and then have to try to battle their way back because this team, as we all know, is not built like that. There's nothing that they've done this season that lets me think that they're going to come back from a 14-point 16 point, 18 point deficit. I just, I just don't see it, right? I know that they can, but we haven't seen it. You know, we haven't seen them score consistently. Hell, they barely got over 20 points last week, and that's because of the defense. So that's, that's the only pushback I would have, and that's why I would start Hoyer. And really, it's funny going back like to week three when Aid O'Connell got to start. What was my big objection? Why was I so adamant that he doesn't start? Because I thought it was going to be a one week thing, and for this rookie to be able to grow. He's got to play multiple weeks, more than one game, right? 
That's that was my big that was my big reasoning for not wanting to start him in week three because I didn't think he was going to come back in week four, and week five, and week six, and week seven. I thought it was going to be a one thing, a one week thing, and that would have been great for Brian Hoyer. And I don't know this situation. These guys know the situation way better than we do. I don't know how long Jimmy G could potentially be out. Only thing I know is what Coach McDaniel's told us is that they dodged a big bullet. So. The sounds of it is they thought it was going to be a multiple-week thing. Like, it could be, you know, a very long-term injury. But when he says they dodged that big bullet, to me it's like, okay, it's not really as bad as we thought it was initially. So, again, that's why I would go back to Brian Hoyer in week seven in a very winnable game. And then if you get to four and three and Jimmy's going to be out, I'd probably start Hoyer one more time because you got the Detroit Lions that are playing really good and you're on the road. I'd probably start Hoyer again, and if he's going to be out again, well, then then you got decisions to make. But that's just me. Let's get one more quick call, and then we'll get Mike T on. Raider Dave in Denver, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, man, living it up, happy times in Disney. I mean, Donkey Land. <laughs> and uh, I agree with you about the quarterback, but I've had this question mulling around in my head for so many people that I read from Raider Facebook sites and all this about hammering on Jimmy that he can't throw the long ball. And I think can't and won't, or Two smart enough things. not to, yeah. all falls in different file folders that are in the same file cabinet. I agree. I mean, there is not one quarterback that ever got thought about being drafted first round through seventh that cannot air it out 55 yards. And there are very few that have ever put it in a water blue barrel at 55 yards one out of 20 times. So it's not about that he can't do it because they all can do it but like mcdaniel said everything else has to go right and the trey tucker 48 yarder it went right yeah. they ended up coming down on the attractiveness of covering double covering Devonte adams and so when you know that a defense has to make decisions with their safeties and they're playing predominantly two safeties I think the disconnect is trying to get a four-wide or five-set to have Tucker and Carlson go on all – I never said those two together. That's really funny. Um, all the way down the field together to where the splits the safeties, and they have to go along with those guys. Or if they do jump down to where Devontae is out of the slot and crossing over to the center at a medium route, one of them does have to come back. Now, again, that's going to take probably three seconds, 3.2 seconds, for the, for the line to hold up, and that's been a big problem. So yeah. I want Ron to Renfro to stay. I think it's a big mistake to not have him help you win games. Yep. There's risks all the time. He could step off a curb and break his leg because he got run over by some drunk or whatever. So the thing is, if the Raiders really want to win, if they think they're in position to do that, the guy's got to be on the field, and hopefully – our new tight end does the, the things that he's been doing to accelerate even more. But I believe Hoyer is the, uh, is the experienced one, and I think the best chance of not getting behind, like you're saying. And, hey, if they get up 38-14, throw the rookie in, right? Yeah, I agree. There you go. Hey, great stuff, Raider Dave. Appreciate you. It was Raider Dave in Denver uh, giving us some good feedback. And I agree. All three of those different categories that you mentioned, being able to throw the deep ball, being willing to throw the deep ball, and um, – I forget what the third category was, but you're right. They're all in different categories. They all were, and that was a really good way to break it down, and I think, it's, I think it makes a lot of sense because, again, you're, those guys, they all could throw it deep. 
It's just are they willing to throw it deep and put the ball in harm's way? And uh, he hasn't been able to for every reason that you mentioned. And luckily, you know, Hoyer was able to. So we've seen what it looks like. We just would like to see more of it. Coming up next, we got Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN, uh, former NFL GM of the New York Jets. He'll join us to talk all things GM stuff. That's next on Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. And here we go. My man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in Studio Q. It's brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. And join us now on the phone lines, Mike T. Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN, former GM in the NFL. And, Mike, thanks so much for your time. We definitely appreciate you. And before we get into anything that has to do with the trade deadline, I wanted to ask your question. Your, your, want to pick your brain about a, a situation that right now the, the Raiders are currently in where Jimmy G is out officially. They have a veteran in Brian Hoyer as a backup, but they also have a rookie in Aiden O'Connell who, you know, could be a backup and has gotten one start so far in the league. With them sitting there at 3-3, three and three, what would you, you know, if you're the, the GM of, a, of an organization, what were, what were you lean? What, what direction would you lean in this start coming up this week? I think you got to go with Brian Hoyer for now. Um, you have a meaningful chance to make the playoffs, and as long as you're hanging in there, you know I think that's what your veterans are going to demand. Um, if and when you're eliminated, I think that's a different conversation, but good for them to have the depth that they do. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. So that's obviously the decision that they've got to make. But I did want to talk to you about the trade deadline. It's less than two weeks away on October 31st, and there was a time, as you know, where the trade deadline in the NFL was just about – dead like there was really nothing that was going on major but it's changed over the past handful of years why has it shifted so much now i just think uh people are seeing like the cap going up and some of these contracts are a little bit more tradable um and if you could carve out win-wins you know that that makes all the sense in the world and um i think we're going to continue to see more trades not less trades how busy do you think it's going to be this time around like how many teams are you kind of got your eye on that you think could be sellers you know, I think it's the teams that are underachieving for whatever reason, right? So, you know, certainly teams like Minnesota come to mind or Carolina. You know, if they have young players at premium positions, Chicago is another team. Um, you know, I don't think Denver, for example, would trade Patrick Sertan, but it would be that sort of player. Yeah, no, that would <laughs> that'd be a player that I think every team across the league would be interested in. He is that good. Again, Mike Tannenbaum is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So when you were the GM, what was what what would you know intrigue you to get it to make a trade? Would it be a certain kind of value you're looking for? Like what would what what would kind of be the criteria that you're looking at? I think it's more fundamentally like can I really improve my team in a material way? If I can, I got to take a long look at it. Um, so that it always comes back to that. And like, you know, Patrick Sertan is just a good example. If I'm concerned about the depth of corner in next year's draft, you know, that's when I start thinking about giving up a premium pick to get a player. Cause now I can fill a need proactively. Oh, that makes sense. That, that, that does make a lot of sense. Cause I, I was thinking of, you know, but how do you weigh the not giving up too much draft capital right now and saving it toward April? So it really depends on the depth of the position that you're looking at. Is that, that how you classify that? Yeah, I think it's just looking at, like, how do we improve our team? Where are the, you know, free agency, the draft? Where, where are the opportunities? And, you know, the premium positions, left tackle, corner. You know, we started Jalen Ramsey go for two ones a couple of years ago. Uh, A.J. Brown, you know, went for a big package. Tyree Kill, like the point scorers, the 
pass rushers, all those guys, like, they're, they're hard to find. And that's why when they're traded, they go for a premium. Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Looking at the situation in Washington, they've got Chase Young and they've got Montez Sweat. Both guys are going to need contracts. Both guys are represented by the same guy. I kind of have a feeling that Chase Young may be on his way out of there, but how would you kind of navigate through that situation? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you say, hey, this is what we could pay the position. You know, see which one takes it. And then um, it'll be hard to pay both those guys, you know, because it's a premium position. So um, I'd be surprised if both of them were there. And then, you know, you sign one and then you draft another young pass rusher. Doesn't it feel like they've already invested so much money, too, on that defensive line there in D.C.? Yeah, when you talk about, like, De'Ron Payne, Jonathan Allen, absolutely. So, um, from a resource allocation standpoint, I agree with that. You may want to spread it out a little bit. Again, we're talking with Mike T., Mike Tannenbaum here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So, for a team like the Raiders, who are middle of the pack right now, they're 3-3 three and three, as a lot of the league is 3-3, three and three. how do they navigate the – the trade deadline? Do they kind of act like they're a team that, that could, you know, be one player away, or do they have to be a little bit more careful? You know, I think it's about value, you know, and okay. I think you got to listen both ways. You know, if you trade Devontae Adams, you know, that's sending a message to your locker room that's, hey, you know, this year we may not be in it, and that's a tough message to send. So uh, I think you got to be really careful. That's why the league has an earlier trade deadline than other sports, because they don't want teams to throw in the towel. So I think you're opportunistic. You're a great listener. But at the end of the day, you're probably holding serve. Now, the team that the Raiders are playing this week is the Chicago Bears, and they're up in the air with their quarterback position. We know Justin Fields is injured right now, but do you see any chance that Justin gets traded before the trade deadline? I don't. I don't see a team with his injury uh, knowing that they would have to either exercise the option next year. I think there's too many variables, too many quarterbacks next year's draft, so I'd be surprised if anything happens with Justin Fields between now and a week from Tuesday. And really the same for Russell Wilson, Kyle Murray. I don't think any of these bigger quarterback contracts are going to get moved. What would you do with that Kyler Murray situation in Arizona? I mean, they've activated him somewhat. You know, he's out there practicing. He's got 21 days to be on the 53-man roster, but I mean, this 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 staff didn't draft him, right? It's, it's it's the previous one. So, how would you kind of navigate this situation? Yep, I I think it's one of those things you want to play and see what you have there. Uh, I think Josh Dobbs was a great trade with the Browns, and eventually he's going to play. But I'm not in a rush to get him on the field, and you know, hopefully when he plays, he plays well for them. But they need to know what they have in him. Is there any players that you have your eye on in particular right now that you think are going to be on the move before the deadline? You know, I, I think like a player, maybe like an Adam Thielen, if, um, you know, we just saw McCole Harbin get traded. So if there's a, a team out there that, you know, could use a receiver, you know, I think a guy like Thielen could be traded. Uh, again, I don't think, you know, DJ Moore is going to go anywhere. You know, Chicago yeah. just got him. Um, again, I look at the teams that are sort of like underachieving right now. I don't think Garrett Bowles gets traded. I don't see Sean Payton trading a you know good left tackle. What do you think about Brian Burns in Carolina? You think he could be on his way? I don't think so. I think he's a foundational player. You know, we want more Brian Burnses than we don't. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, if I'm Carolina, I'm trying to keep him. Try to keep these good players.
Yeah, I heard that. Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. What have you thought about the rookie quarterbacks? We know Richardson's out for the year with the shoulder uh, surgery, but Bryce Young was number one to Carolina, and C.J. Stroud in Houston is really looking like he's pretty good right now. What have you thought about those quarterbacks? I think C.J. Stroud's done a great job. Um, I think he's certainly exceeded expectations, and Bryce Young, and you think about Titus Howard, Larry Tunsil being out, He's done a heck of a job, and I think he has a really bright future. He's been very impressive. What about Anthony Richardson in just the short amount of time that he got to play this year? Kind of what you expected. You know, he's a big, powerful man that can make plays with his arm and his legs. I think he has a chance to be great. Now he has to take this time and, and really, you know, invest it in his future, learn the offense, you know, come back as good as, uh, as new and, and see where, to, you know, see where it goes. I, I think – his physicality cuts both ways. Like Lamar Jackson can make you miss, but people like Josh Allen and Anthony Richardson, they're bigger men. Ben Roethlisberger was like that, where they're contact guys. And I would really work with Anthony Richardson on, on sliding and knowing that, you know, this is a big man's league and you can only take so many big hits. You know, as we wrap up, I wanted to ask you this question because we always hear the term, oh, that team is tanking. Oh, that team doesn't – they don't care to win. They don't want to win. But I know – all those players in the locker room don't care about draft picks. They don't care about next year. They all want to win. So what would you say when guys say that, oh, this team, like Arizona, everyone said that they were going to be tanking, and then they went out there and played really hard. Well, how would you kind of like, have that conversation? I don't think teams tank. I, you know, just being around the league as long as I have, like it's filled with competitive people that would give everything to win. If you go back to last year, if you remember – you know, it was the last game of the season where Chicago lost, Houston won, and it was kind of everyone thought Houston was going to be on the clock, and they weren't. And uh, there's just, like, too many variables that happen. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Well, Mike T., thanks so much. It's great uh, catching up with you. I appreciate your time this afternoon. All right, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Mike Tannenbaum right there from ESPN, former NFL GM. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's always, it's always easy for like fans and even media to say, oh man, that team's going to tank. That team's going to tank. But man, there's not one person in that locker room that cares about next year's draft capital. No one in that locker room cares about what the team's going to be set up for the future. Everyone in that locker room wants to be a winner. Nobody wants to be that guy that's like, oh man, that was the, remember that team? They only won two games. Remember that team? They went over. Remember that team? They did this, that, and the other. Nobody wants to be uh, that team at all. It's just, I know that there's certain ways that front offices not necessarily tank, but they could, I don't know, I guess position, position the team and, and, and not the best Best position to succeed, but again, those players, I will never look at a player and say, oh, that guy's not interested in winning. Every single player wants to be a winner. There's no doubt about that. Uh, many thanks to Mike T for his time this afternoon talking a little trade deadline. I do think it's going to be pretty, pretty busy by the 31st. I'm not too sure exactly uh, exactly who's going to be on the move, but you know, a guy like Chase Young I think is, is uh, someone to be on the lookout for. Uh, Ari, real quick before – uh, we take a break. Do you want me to go to, to, to the locker room sound now or save it? All right, good deal, good deal. I'm glad I asked the question. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor has said over Brian Hoyer. Just go ahead and let you know that. He said over Brian Hoyer from the Raiders locker room. So if that tells you anything about, 
you know, who could potentially be playing on Sunday. Maybe that's a little bit of a tip of the cap of who could be playing, or maybe that's just who Vinny caught up with in the Raiders locker room. But uh, coming up about 3.15, you'll hear that conversation in the Raiders locker room. Brian Hoyer, Vinny Bonsignor, probably a couple others as well. But we'll do that about 3.15. Coming up next, we'll talk all things LV Aces as we kick off hour number two of the show. Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports is our guest on Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.